Welcome to Child Care Check-In. 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 Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us on this episode of Child Care Check-In. I am your host, Shaniqua B., the freelance child care provider, and today I have with me Tierra from Washington, D.C., She is a postpartum doula, a birth doula, and a lactation consultant. So let's jump right in. Tierra, what is a birth doula and what is the difference between what birth doulas do and what midwives do? A birth doula, I always say that the birth doula and the midwife are kind of um, like a team, basically. So I basically serve as the in-between and the care provider, whether that is you know, the doctor or the midwife. Mm-hmm. And um, the birth doula basically provides education um, during pregnancy and sometimes before pregnancy. And then once the labor and birth process starts, um, I provide emotional and physical support um, to either the mom or to, um, you know, if they have a partner, their partner as well. Or if it's a single mom, just the mom. And, um, you know, provide emotional and physical support during the labor and birth, Um, you know, just helping with relaxation techniques, um, birthing positions, etc. And, um, you know, once the baby is born, I usually stay, you know, for a couple of hours to just help, you know, with making sure that everybody's settled in. If the mother wants to breastfeed, I help with initiating breastfeeding. And um, that's usually where my services stop at as far as for, um, you know, being a birth doula. Okay. And how did you get started as a, a birth doula? Was it always something that you wanted to do? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I always, I even from when I was little, like I always was just into um, the process of caring, you know, for babies um I used to always have like my baby dolls lined up um always you know even like in church I used to always be in the nursery with the babies like I just love babies um but it wasn't until I had um, my twins in 2011 that I really started researching about what a doula was and I just felt like it kind of made sense to me because I had went to school to be a nurse and so I felt like it was still kind of a medical profession but also had a lot of caregiving skills that I already had as well and so it just kind of merged together and I was like okay this is a perfect um fit for me but I'm not I tell everybody I'm not the type of person who wants to look at births like (laughs) on the internet (laughs) I don't want to be a midwife, even though people always say, oh, I wish you could be my whip. I don't want to be a midwife. <laughs> um, I just like the process of helping, you know, parents transition into parenthood. Okay. And that that brings me to ask another question that's not already here, but um, like, okay, so the midwife actually like goes through the birthing process when someone's having the baby and you're there with them to provide that emotional support and physical support yes okay so now I understand a little bit better okay because I never knew the difference between the two right (laughs) the midwife literally just 
just like how uh, I mean I like midwives because they provide more um, thorough support you know during pregnancy and even during labor they're more patient mm-hmm. as far as not wanting to you know do a whole bunch of interventions and stuff like that but um, I always tell people if you're going to get a midwife you still may want to get a doula because the doula is the one who is actually you know rubbing your back actually coaching you through the labor and the midwife just, you know, catches your baby when you have the baby. Okay. Okay. So that definitely brings more awareness around that. <laughs> um, since birth doulas assist mothers during the birth process, do they need a medical degree and or certificate? Because I know you mentioned that you went to school for nursing. Mm-hmm. No, um, you don't need um, a medical degree or license to be a birth doula. You do need to take um, some sort of training that you can find in person or online. And the length of training just depends on the organization that you decide to, you know, work with. Um, But you don't need a medical background or, you know, or experience. But I will say that in my practice, I found that it has been helpful for me to support my clients because I do know a lot of you know, the medical language, I do know, you know, what the nurses are talking about when they come in. So I'm able to translate that, you know, so my clients can understand, but you don't need a medical background. Okay. And what duty duties does a birth doula have before delivery day? I tell people, like, I feel like I do all the work before <laughs> the baby comes. I think that was one of the things I underestimated about the role when I first um, wanted to get started. I thought a doula just, you know, showed up at the birth and that was it. But I provide a whole lot of education and support um, during the pregnancy. I tend to meet with my clients about three or four times during their pregnancy, just depending on um, what package they select. And we go over you know, birth plans, we go over different comfort measures, I find out, you know, what things they like, what things they don't like. And um, also with the partners, I'm, you know, trying to teach them how they can still be involved in the process and how they can support their partners as well. Um, And I've, you know, it just depends. Some people just want, you know, that basic education. And then some clients, I go a little deeper, you know, I help them with guidance with their baby registry, you know, we go over childproof in the house, we go over um, stocking and preparing the nursery, so it varies, but it's definitely a lot of work to do before, um, you know, the actual delivery comes. Okay. Do you continue to follow up and care for your clients once the baby is born? I know you said um, you do a couple of hours after in the hospital but once they go home that part is tricky I do provide postpartum support um, which is basically after the baby is born and you know the new family comes home and those first immediate weeks probably the first I would say month to six weeks I do offer postpartum support and you know what that generally is is I would come over And just depending on the needs of the family that day, I'll either assist with, you know, baby care, which could be feeding, 
diapering, um, you know, soothing the baby. Um, or sometimes it could be, you know, helping them take care of some things around the house, you know, while mom and baby are resting. Um, it just varies. Sometimes it's just emotional support. Sometimes, you know, the parents just need somebody to sit and talk to them and help them, you know, decompress and process some things. So it varies from shift to shift. But um, I usually, you know, schedule that in four or eight hour segments and they can select the days. And um, I also provide the option for overnight as well, which is usually um, eight hours. I think the fine line is that sometimes, you know, with the postpartum support, you know, of course they love me. And then <laughs> they're like, oh, you know, can you just like I had one of my clients like, oh, well, we're going to need, you know, a nanny soon. And I was just like, I don't know if I want to. <laughs> you know I don't know if I want to commit it's a big commitment mm-hmm. you know for for that so that's the only thing that I think sometimes it can be um you know a great area with my clients so I always have to kind of set a day you know when services wrap up and then I always am basically working to work myself out of that job so I'm making sure that I'm equipping them to be able to handle the baby you know, once I leave until they can find, you know, a, another child care provider for them. Okay. And I can imagine how unpredictable this profession is because of due dates changing and yeah. everything like that. So how do you juggle its demands while having children of your own? Well, I, before <laughs> this month, I, I feel like I was juggling really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I had it set that I wouldn't take more than, you know, two births per month. And so it, it really kind of helped me not be able to set a schedule, but it, it helped out a lot as far as my workload. Um, but now that, you know, my schedule has got busier with me being back in school and me trying to do other things within my business. Um, I have found that things can get, you know, a little chaotic. So um, I'm thinking about um, hiring one or two birth doulas to kind of help share that load with me, especially with that prenatal meetings that I have to do and um, kind of go from there. But you're right, it's so unpredictable. And if you're not you know, on a schedule and if you don't have good, you know, support as far as for me with childcare and just emotional support, it can be overwhelming sometimes. Definitely. Um, and what are some challenges in actually finding um, finding clients to be a birth to, to provide services for? Um Honestly, I've been blessed in the fact that um, even when I first started, I think because it was just me and I only was taking two clients a month, I really didn't have trouble um, finding clients. But I find a lot of people coming to me saying, you know, that they don't know how to. And for any profession, even in, you know, especially with the child care profession, most of your referrals are going to come from word of mouth. Um, and so I always tell people if you're doing an excellent job and if when you go out if you're letting everybody you come across you know during the day know what you do I find that um, 
you would get referrals and you have to know your audience and know that you may not necessarily be the care provider for every person. You have to know, you know, what type of families you want to work with. You want to know what those families, you know, potential budget is going to be. You need to know so many things about, you know, your ideal client. So that way you will market specifically to that person and have a better success of getting um, clients. And I think a lot of people miss that sometimes. And I definitely think that's important because sometimes we just like, okay, somebody wants our services, so let's just jump on it. And right. not thinking about, if, is this a good fit? Yes. <laughs> because just like yes. they interview you, you have to interview them to make sure mm-hmm. that you think that this is going to work. <laughs> Absolutely. Especially with something so intimate, mm-hmm. you know, as dealing with families, like you cannot just, you know, be after the money or just be after I just want to take all the clients like you have to know what type of personality you get along Mm -hmm. with you need to know you know your values and you know your um you know rules as far as your business and how you like to do things and see if it matches you know with the client you can't serve everybody Definitely. And you mentioned money. So that brings me right to the next question. Do you think that professionals in the child and family industry are underpaid? Why or why not? I I would say that quality child care providers are underpaid. Mm -hmm. I would say that they are underpaid, but I think the issue is um, people not seeing the value, the value in the profession, especially when it's something that, you know, you're doing, this is your, your livelihood. Like, you know, you don't, if you're providing care for somebody else, like you don't necessarily have sick days mm-hmm. automatically, or you don't necessarily, um, you know, even have vacation days. So I, I feel like in general, across the board, quality child care providers um, are definitely underpaid. I know people say, oh, my gosh, daycare is like, you know, a mortgage these <laughs> days. And I agree, you know, that it, it can be expensive. But, you know, I always tell, you know, potential clients like, you know, you always want to invest your money into good ground. I feel like for me, if I was looking for a quality child care provider price wouldn't be an issue if I felt like this person is who I want you know around my child (laughs) right definitely (laughs) and I think that's a big thing because some people want to pay like I seen a post somewhere and someone was looking for a child care provider and she wanted to pay them nine dollars an hour for overnight but her child was on a oxygen machine and I just couldn't wrap my mind around it like okay yes you need care and maybe you're in a stump but nine dollars an hour you're not going to get somebody quality for that right. type of position <laughs> so right. that's very important <laughs> that's crazy yeah <laughs> actually i was so shocked i was like okay i mean i hope she does find somebody quality right. that's just like i feel for her but you're not gonna find nobody quality at that price range no No, you're not definitely so what advice would you give someone that is interested in becoming a doula or lactation consultant or postpartum doula 
I would say, and I know this is going to sound crazy coming out my mouth, <laughs> but I would say try to pick one or two. <laughs> <laughs> um, like my my career kind of just it's like one thing fell into another thing, you know what I mean? But I definitely know for a fact that you know, starting next year that I'm only going to probably focus on one area out of those three things and get that going good and then maybe pick up, you know, something else. Like, don't try to do everything and um, really think about the commitment that it takes for each one of those things. Um, for example, like, I've, I've just been blessed, you know, because, you know, my parents and stuff like that to be able to have the support to be a birth doula but it's very hard doing that and being a mom and let alone a single mom just because of the demand that it you know can put on your family so keep that in mind um and just kind of know what you want to do and once you figure out which avenue you want to take google is your best friend um you know google the qualifications google the things that you may need to get started and then after that, um, try to find someone. Social media is great. That's how I found, you know, you, we found each other. Definitely. But, you know, definitely try to find people in the field that you want to be in. And you would be surprised how it was. I don't know. <laughs> if you contact me, I'll do my best, <laughs> you know, to help you or at least guide you mm-hmm. um, to the right place to kind of, you know, start your journey. I know some people may not, you know, be that given, but I feel like, you know, if it's what you're supposed to do, like your gift will make room for you and you'll be connected with the right people that will help you at least know where to start, you know, on your own journey. And um definitely if you don't like people and you don't like kids, like this is not (laughs) for you. (laughs) This is not for you. The money is not gonna, you know, make you start liking people. So really you know think about that before you um you know decide if this is like the path you want to take definitely and i know that 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 advice will definitely help other people but it definitely just helped me because i'm in this season of just wanting to grow as a child care provider Mm-hmm. And I've been looking at all the certifications that I can get. And I'm just like, oh, well, maybe after this, I can take this and this and this mm-hmm. and this. So when you say focus on one or two, I'm like, okay, well, let me just calm down some. Yes. Really bad. <laughs> it gets overwhelming. Yes. I'm like, well, and I've, it's so it's, much. <laughs> yes, it's so much. And then, like, you end up with all these certifications. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it kind of clouds your vision. And so I always, you know, tell people like focus on your your one thing or your one specialty and be bomb at that Mm -hmm. like make sure people know you for that and then once you get that handled you know go and add you know whatever else you want to do because the sky is the limit but at least you'll know what you want to do next (laughs) definitely so let us know how we can connect with you and support you um you can support me by um reaching out to me I love to connect with other people um even if it's a quick note I've had people contact me saying like they're not pregnant but when they do get pregnant like (laughs) they want to work with me like stuff like that supports me and keeps me going um the best way on social media to reach me is Instagram my Instagram is birth CEO um hit me up on there 
Um, my website is www.crowned and the word and cradled.com. Um, you can always just, if you don't have an email for me, you can just click the contact form and the form will come straight to my email. But usually Instagram and my website are the best ways to reach me. Facebook is Tierra Caldwell, but I'm sure there may be a million of those. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Child Care Check-In.